Oh God, Mom. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh God, Mom, a mother-daughter-daughter podcast where we talk about things that are hard for parents and kids to talk about. Um, I am here in sunny Los Angeles. Um, My name is Sawyer. I'm 23, and I'm here with my mom. My mom's name is Leanne. Mom, how old are you? 51. Woo! And Lily is here, my little sister. How old are you? 18. Wowza. Okay, great. Um, So we're doing this new thing. I guess it's not really new. Not new anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're playing a getting to know you game. At the beginning, we like to just like warm up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We like to be really transparent with our process as like artists. Mm -hmm. So um, this is our warm up. Uh, Mom has a lot of these questions, I guess. So Mm -hmm. mother, what is our question for this episode? What is something that you believe is true, but that you can't prove? Am I starting? I think yeah. we should start okay. with Lily because she's pretty stoked about this. I have one to two answers to this question. Ooh. Okay. Uh, the first one, Avril Lavigne, oh my dead. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> Absolutely dead. Not true. It is true because okay. she died in 2003. Um, she's like, if you would like to know, come back right now. <laughs> no, her double is making a comeback right now. Melissa Vanderall. Okay, listen. If you're confused oh about this. <laughs> Listen, this is a very popular theory, and I 100% believe it's true, and I have convinced multiple people by myself that this is true. She is a good debater. So, uh, if you're curious about this, just so I don't have to get into detail, um, look up Avril Lavigne. You could honestly just look up Avril Lavigne and find it, but if you look up Avril Lavigne, like, is dead or conspiracy theory, Mm -hmm. you will find, like, an article from 2018 that explains exactly why it's true. So, just saying, she died in 2003, but that's that. And then also, the second thing is that birds aren't real. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? Not every bird. How do I not know this? Not every bird, but birds birds are not real. real. Um, They are government drones that you use to spy on us. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. The birds (laughs) work for the bourgeoisie. And if you're curious (gasps) about this, you can go to Instagram and go to the birds aren't real verified real Instagram account in which they're fighting the good fight. Even the 500 birds in the jungle that I was in. in I didn't say culture? all birds. It's like pigeons. Oh, that I could development. get on. Board. Okay, birds aren't real. 107,000 followers. The username on Instagram is birds aren't real. Okay. And um, okay. basically they used to be and the government replaced them with drones to spy on the American public. And that's that. And mm. if you want to know more about it, Again, birds aren't real Instagram. They have merch. It's really cute. Interesting. Uh, they're activists, and that's that. Okay. Woo. Great. Um, so learning so much in this podcast about my daughters. <sighs> cool. Sorry, Fuller. What's something that I believe in that I can't prove that's fun? All of mine are so going to not hit I well. I know. Mine are all like, well, the universe is connected. Like, I, yeah, so, I mean, okay, can't. something I can't prove. Although I think there are people that can prove it, and I can give you anecdotal because you know I did the critical thinking unit at my company, so oh. I understand how to solve things. Critical thinker Leanne Fuller. From a, from a, no uh, one in the world, no one else in the world has ever critically thought until background. right now. Um, I believe that we are all. I don't believe that there's that God is like a a big thing out there in the sky or he's even a being and if he is a being he's definitely not a he i don't believe any of that i believe that god is inside of each of us and it's a you know energy that flows through and i obviously can't necessarily prove it although i can give a lot of things that would point to it 
Um, and I and I believe that all religions are actually the same thing. People just take them and morph them and ruin them, and the pure form is that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go into a, how I believe about the pyramids, but I really don't want people to start writing in mean things to me, so I won't. But I really, truly don't believe that they were built by men or men that could fly or, you know, helicopters, maybe aliens. I don't know. That's it. I believe that. Aliens, yeah. I, I, Ooh, what about Denver Airport? Maybe that's a good one. I, you so don't believe that, though. So tired. So, okay, I mean, yeah. I do believe it, but that's not uh, okay. there. Um, right. Everyone believes that, If you're though. curious about what I'm talking about, you should Google yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Go I guess ahead. I just don't believe that many things. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I really don't know. I don't believe in much. I believe that the universe is, like, connected. I don't know. The stuff that I, like, believe that I can't prove is, like, too vulnerable. And I'm not really interested okay, in sharing that's okay. that. okay. You don't have to share that. Yeah, it's just not fun or funny. There's, like, no reason. No, I mean, the thing I shared is, like, makes me nervous, but it's truly yeah. fun. But that's it. That's where I'm at. Well, I'm super practical, and it's hard for me to, like, last year when I, the reason I'm, my birthday is very soon. And the reason that I am nervous about it is because last year when I turned 23, I, like, realized that once you're born, you must die. <laughs> and, like, everybody who I tell that to, like, rolls their eyes, and I'm like, uh, no. Like, how is everybody just, like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, like... It's like, how is everybody just walking around, like, knowing that you're going to die? That's crazy. And for me, normally, if I have something hard coming up, I'll just get it over with. But, like, you can't get it over with because that's (laughs) it. I mean, you could, but I won't. Oh, my God, I would rather not. So just, like, really, I was like, oh, but I, oh, how do I, oh. And so all I could do to soothe my existential dread was download Roller Coaster Tycoon <laughs> and play it nonstop for f- six months. Well, I mean, so. do you believe that? Uh, this is a long story, so we shouldn't go into it. Do you believe that? Is there a possibility that you believe that even if you die, you don't actually die? Could that? Is that something you might believe these days that you can't Perhaps, prove? Perhaps, but I'm like, I feel like I'm too smart. And so I really, when I think about death, all I feel is this like overwhelming dread and blackness. And I know I'm where like, you get that too. There, there's somebody in the family that's exactly how they feel about it and oh, they're yeah. super happy about it um we'll talk about this maybe. yeah dad loves it yeah. um <laughs> he loves it you just get to go to sleep and never be awake again uh, yeah he gave me just the most endearing the most brian pep talk <laughs> that he could have given and it was so sweet because i know how he meant it and he was really doing his best but at the end i was like <sighs> like he was like well you know honey like he even got his like soft i'm a dad voice on i was like "Ooh, click buckle in for some story time he was like well you know honey like there is nothing we're in this big ball like the universe like we're in the in the earth and nothing even in the universe nothing can be you know in our little terranium that is the earth nothing can be destroyed or created it's just recycled so you know you could be a tree like your energy like you are made up of that, hundreds that, of thousands come of people a long way that, he would have never said that 25 years ago I mean ago. I don't know but well, he was like to you yeah he yeah. was like you know you're made up of like hundreds of thousands of like all the people that came before you and then you'll became those other people and I'm just like I don't want to be those other people I want to be me <laughs> she What's really wants her memories actually this spring can may i say a really funny do you remember when our cat died story that what dad told you no like the very first time this kind of goes with that so we had a cat that we had to put to sleep and i didn't take the slur with me yeah when we went when we went back to the um or was it slurry it was one of them we went back to the house i told you that the doctor had called even though i knew this was happening and that they weren't going to make it. And Sawyer was just distraught about it and wanted to go back and was mad at me and crying. It was, it was definitely slurry. It was yeah. awful because we had to put her to sleep. And so mm-hmm. Brian, um, and I don't want to speak for him because he's not here, but he isn't a believer necessarily at the time in the in the whole God thing or religion or mm-hmm. any of that. Yeah, no. And maybe he was, but that was his stance. 
Um, but he came home and I told him and he went up and she was in her room crying and he told her this beautiful story about how Slurry had gone to heaven and it calmed her and soothed her and he came out in the hall and I said, what the hell was that about? And he's like, this is what those stories are for. Aww, so, and it was really, really a sweet. sweet moment of like, job, Dad. you know, him like, you know, and I think that's what he was trying to do with that. It's very sweet. Be kind of a rascal, but those are some redeeming tales. Those are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Love you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so cool. What are we talking about today? We're talking about kids going to college. Woo! Okay, Ooh. well, it's summertime. Mm. What time is it? Summertime. It's start vacation. Those are the that's, words, right? No. <laughs> it's we're on vacation. Scream and shout. Hey. Um, anyway. Uh, okay, cool. So, like, kids going away to college, huge transition. Huge. All of our recently graduated high schoolers are Ooh. like, I'm partying, and you can feel the panic in their eyes, uh, and I love it. So, and the parents are like, They're, my baby's going my away. Will going... they know how to eat? What will they do? Can what I be they... there? I'm going to call them every day. What if they touch an alcohol? <gasps> ah! Or anyway. a boy. Or a boy. Mm. What if my son touches a boy? <laughs> ooh, ooh. And I, ooh. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, you know what? We're going to start with mom. Um, okay. Yeah. Mom, just so that we can soothe all the parents right off the bat before we get to the yucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mom, just like, what is your best advice now that you have two kids, one of whom has graduated from school, the other one is in the middle of the military. It's in the middle of school. Um, what is your best advice for like letting go of your kids, being yeah. at peace with them, going to college, yeah. etc.? Well, I think one of the best things is something I actually used to tell my mom because she did not believe it. But I think you have to remember something when you're sending your kids off to school is that you've done a good job raising them and and sending them off, you got to kind of put some trust in the, the things that you said, even even if they're not doing the things that you want them to right now. I think you'll be surprised <laughs> if you put that trust in them. Not all kids, but most kids go away to college and they not do the thing. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> Just they go to college and Just they, <laughs> you know, they handle it and they are able to weather the, you know, maybe the hard things and the good things. And I think something we forget is that. I think one of the things that we all do with our children, me included, is that we just never want them to fail and we're worried about what happens if they fail or everything doesn't go right. And, you know, in a lot of the personal growth stuff I've done through work, we talk about everybody that's ever been really successful. They talk about that moment where everything didn't go right that literally changed their lives and got them to where they need to be. So we need to remember that it's okay for them to go and everything not go exactly right. And you letting them do that is you continuing to parent them in a thoughtful way. That does not mean throw them out there and let everything just fall apart, obviously. But, you know, throw them out there and believe they're going to do okay. They are smart. They're going to college. It is an adventure. They're going to have fun. They're probably going to do things they don't. you wouldn't want them to do. That is part of the experience. If you went to college, you did as well. And it all worked out okay. You know, and so I think that is part of it. Also, they're going to look out for each other. Um, I recently was helping Lily and friends with their uh, apartment, and one of the moms was just really, really lovingly concerned. And you know, one of the sure. things you have to remember is that you know they're not just there all by themselves. They they will make friends that are going to look out for them. The whole process. There's counselors. There's people. So you know, just rest assured, this is just part of the growing up process. And then my other advice to you is go get some hobby. Like, go do something fun for yourself so that you're not constantly worrying about them because you've done a great job and you've got them where you're, like, literally for 18 years this has been your goal. Now they're doing it. You should celebrate that in yourself. That would be my... 
That's yeah, cool. you I know. think that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. All right, Lily, what do you think? Why don't you tell your college tale? So, I, uh, I didn't want to go to college that much, to be honest. Nope. Uh, it was a combination of I hate school, um, I don't like places that aren't Los Angeles, and I want to go to school for acting, which is not really necessary. So all those things together made me not want to go at all because there's, honest to God, even now at this point when I do like it now, um, there's no reason. I don't need an acting degree. I absolutely don't because no one cares that much. It's like all for you. I mean, I like you know, in my way, they don't care that much. Yeah, I'm gonna move to the East Coast. Yes. Also, I think if I might just interject that going to school, yes, honestly, many times the degrees don't mean a thing. It's more about all the things that happen and how you grow up and that, the thing, that's yeah. why you go away. To the school, thing that is nice about it is it's the first time you're without your parents and you're not just mm-hmm. moving out and being an adult. Right. Like you're in school it's still. Like training wheels. <laughs> yeah, but so yes. basically, I hated college for semester because. Um, and what semester are you in now? I mean, I just finished my second semester of my freshman year, and I'm about to start my third semester or my first semester of sophomore year. So, in the fall, yes. Um, so, basically, uh, I don't know. When I first got to school, it was not immediately horrid. Like, it, it's not everything's bad. I go to school at San Francisco State University. I love San Francisco, which was a plus. Sometimes people don't like the place where their college is, which sucks. But um, I had a situation where all of my roommates hated me, like hated me. I hated them too, so it was fine. But they did hate me um, for various dumb reasons because they're big fat losers. And all of them hopefully get expelled or something. I don't know. But they're not like nice people. They didn't do anything they could have to make me feel welcome or not sad or like anything. In fact, they were trying to make you want to leave. Yes, they they were were actively actively trying to get me kicked out of our dorm, which they had literally no right to do and no one in our faculty cared because it was dumb. And in fact, one of them basically got almost forcibly removed from our dorm because of her actions. And I feel no regret for doing anything horrible I ever did to them. I hope... I hope I really hurt their feelings. I don't know how I would have, because I literally, just to clarify, I didn't do anything to these people. No. I just lived there. And might I add that I had a single bedroom in our four or three bedroom apartment dorm. It was a dorm on campus, but it's like a three bedroom apartment. I had my own single bedroom and they still found ways to make me seem like I was wrecking their apartment or whatever. And wasn't it just because they wanted their friend to live there instead? Yes, yeah. one of them wanted her girlfriend to live with us, which is cute and fun and none of my business or problem, and I don't care at all. Um, she also was terrible. Yeah. The, they were all terrible. Every single one of them who passed through that door sucked, except one, because a couple of my roommates... She was a bystander, though. No, 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 not that one. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, no, no, no. There were three girls who were, like, the main people I'm talking about. One of them specifically, I won't say her last name, but her name was Mackenzie, and I hope she dies soon. <laughs> I hate her so much. Every time I see her, I spit in her direction, and I literally Ooh, don't spitting. think I could ever be forced to care about her if you paid me millions of dollars. We are like, passionate people. We really yeah, are. Yeah, like, this girl we tried... we all hate her on principle because... Yeah, Lily, she tried to get me kicked out of my house yeah. for doing nothing. Thing. So, yeah, she can choke. But she also dropped out or something, lol, but, like, not uh, of my business. She dropped out, and then another girl moved in in her place, and then another girl left our dorm because she was a coward, and then another girl moved in in her place, and that girl was really cool. She was really sweet. She was really sweet. We both had single bedrooms <laughs> next to each other. Like, so much to follow. <laughs> it was so just, like, you know, it was it's the whole thing where my roommates hated me, and they made me feel like 
super unwelcome. And then another thing was I only had like one friend who I knew before school at my school. We weren't that close. We were just in the same friend group. So it was like weird spending all this time with her all of a sudden. And that didn't work out either. Like it, not that it didn't work out, but like it wasn't the right move for our friendship. Basically, like, it was just terrible. I hated it. I was depressed the whole time. I never went to any of my classes. But, like, sometimes, not really. It was cold all the time. Yeah, I would just, like, call people and talk to them on FaceTime. I wouldn't go anywhere. I didn't make any friends first semester. And then second semester, I had met this one girl, Caitlin, in one of my classes who I was on a soccer team with a long, long time ago. And we became friends over winter break because we both live, we live about five minutes away from each other at home, like, back, not at college, at home. We had become friends, and then second semester when we went back up, me and her had started hanging out, and I started hanging out with her friend group, and we had all become really close, and then I'm not now friends with that friend group, but me and that girl, Caitlin, had become really close, and that was the reason that I am now, or I guess not her specifically, but like in my first acting class, I made a friend, and now I'm friends with him and all of his friends. Like, that's my, that's my friend group and our friend Caitlin. And like, it just really quickly, really, really quickly, like turned around the second I got up there for second semester. So do you regret, like after all that, do you regret it? I don't know if I can say whether or not I regret it yet because I'm only in my second year and I don't know how worth it or how much it's going to pay off having the benefit of having been to college. But I think like in a career way, but I think like logistically as a person, it definitely pays off in general, because I feel like I'm a different person than I was when I left in good ways, like in like more mature and changed ways. And you meet a lot of people who you realize really quickly are not going to get there like you are and you don't even have to talk to them. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who you'll meet in college. You're like, wow, I wish I never knew you. And you pretty much don't have to anymore. That's a cool thing when you're a grown up. That's really a thing that you realize you're like, wow, that person, I don't want them in my life and they don't have to be there. Yeah. Whereas when you're in high school and you're trapped with them. Well, and if I might interject, I personally just a shout out to Lily because she doesn't She's like this. Right yep. Sitting right shout here. Shout out to Lily, shout one of our biggest Lily. fans. She's sitting two feet away. From- <laughs> okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you know there was a lot of navigating of things that you don't like to navigate, and you did, and you did it really well. And I was, and it it does show up in like who you are now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's a nice, you know. I'm glad you. I'm sorry you went through it. I'm glad yeah. you went through. It. And I, you know, so if parents are like, no, I don't want that to happen, to my kid. But it, yeah, listen, your kid will be good. fine. Yeah. I will say that I did want to drop out and was committed to dropping out after first semester. I had literally no plans to be there after first like first year of college. Like after my freshman year, I was like, yeah, why would I do this? I hate every second of it. Um, but it's like fine now. I like and it let enough. Me, let me speak to that as a parent. I didn't say she couldn't. I yes. was like, yeah, you'll do what you want to do. And I did that on purpose so that she wouldn't immediately fight me on it because that is what might have happened. Yeah. And that way she made her own decisions about it, right? Let me just say along with that, leave your kid the hell alone if they're in college. Do not tell them what to do. Don't tell them to go to class. Don't tell them to do their homework. They will do it or they won't. And that's their problem now. It's literally not yours. So leave them alone. That was very Absolutely passionate. 100%. I don't yeah. do that. I feel very strongly about that. Not because of you, but because of other people who think that they can control their 18 and older kids and not let them learn. It's like when they graduate college, what do you want them to die? Like, you're going to suddenly be like, now you're done. I'm done babying you. No, you should have stopped babying them four years ago when they had the training wheels of college. Like, that's the point. Oh, so stupid. I haven't seen her this fashion in a while. Insane. It's because it affected mm, yeah, my I life. Yeah. 
I know. I will say, Lily, it's very sweet. I think you'll probably listen to this in 10 years and laugh at yourself because you are still a baby. Well, yeah, but, but like, compared but to me two years ago, I'm truly, less baby, truly. of course. Of course, but, like, when you, you're taught, like, an old, like, an 80-year-old man will call a 50-year-old person a child. You know, like, think about mm, how baby yeah, we are. Yeah, I do but that. Something that I try to remember with myself. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a really good point. I think that, um, well, I had a totally different experience. Yeah, but, like, yeah. It was important. Like, mom is obviously the mother of two children. We're both different, as any kids are. And, like, right. the way that she handled that with Lily would be different than how she'd handle it with me. And, you True. know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, like, same with Lily and I handling it with each other. Like, when Lily was like, I might drop out, I wasn't like, listen, if you do that, your life is over. I was like, okay, maybe don't. But, okay. You know, like, because we know her and we know right. that if we were like, don't do it, she'd be like, I'm going to do it. Uh, yep. Like, yeah. it's so, 100% true. So it's like, yeah. you know, know well, your kid. And the other thing is, if she's miserable and it's not actually going to do anything for her, then she probably should drop out right. is the yeah. answer. I was like, like I go was get like, a job. I'm fine with that. I just can't live in my house with pain. I was, like, massively depressed the first semester. Like, it wasn't like, I don't like this. It was like, I was crying constantly, didn't want to be there, had no friends, hated it. Came home a lot, yeah. I would say, though, that, like, a good rule of thumb for college, in my experience, is that you gotta stick it out for the whole year. I agree. That was our rule. I do agree with that. I I wasn't gonna drop out after first semester. I was like, I'll wait through second semester, but if I still hate it, I am dropping out. Which I I do agree with. I was... I thought about it again, like I did during second semester. I was like, I'll still think about it after. And I was just, there's no reason for me to drop out at this point because I don't hate it. And it, of course, is always beneficial to have a college degree. Like, there's nothing, if you can yeah. afford and do college, if you can do yeah. that, do it. Like, Well, and right. one of the things I think I said to you in the summer when you were still, or in the spring when you were figuring this out, I was like, here's the thing. Because she came to me and said, can, can I live with you? And I'm like, well, yeah. But if you're not going to college and you're graduating high school, you need to either have a job or a job and college. And if you just have a job, at some point you need to start paying rent. So you still get to, I, I know I remember saying, you get still get to, I have to teach you how to be a grown-up because you won't be at college learning it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's important for parents that if you do have a child that stays home, there's nothing wrong with that. But then give them the rules so that they can learn. Again, and you're the training wheels now. Right. Getting mm-hmm. them there. With okay. Sawyer, it was very different. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I am now two years out of college, which is crazy. Um, I went to Emerson College to get my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Musical Theater. Uh, And for the East Coast Musical Theater world, like, it's sort of, it's a prereq to, like, have a BFA. They don't necessarily prioritize it unless you went to Yale and even then, you know, whatever. Um, But if I had known, it's interesting because I'm really glad that I went to Emerson. It was a great program. I love all of the faculty there. Shout out to Scott Lefebvre, who is awesome, a really good man. And, um... Uh, and just, like, the whole, my, my voice teacher, Sabrina, she, like, changed my voice, like, and just being there. Obviously, we moved around a lot when I was little, so I love going to new places. I, like, never thought I'd be back in California. Like, I, obviously, no offense, Lily, but, like, because going to San Francisco is different, but when people are, like, born and raised in Manhattan Beach, alma mater UCLA, I'm, like, "Ah!" I mean, like, that might be right for you. UCL is a great school, but, like, stay away from your own family. Like, you need to be alone. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of people do that for financial reasons, and I'd say, just take the debt. It's fine. Yeah, a lot of people aren't really committed to having no debt. And if you're going to college, you're going to have debt. So you might as well go all in. Like, money's fake. Just, just, (laughs) come on, you guys. Yeah, my reason. Take a risk. Make a chance. Make a change. Yeah, my reason for staying in California was because as I was applying to colleges, I realized I don't want to go anywhere far away because I hate it. 
I hate far away. I don't like when it's really cold all the time. I like it. Like, okay, cold is nice, but like snowy cold all the time is not what it's I'm not about. Great. Yeah. And I already live in California. And I knew I wasn't going to get into UCLA or something like that. And I wanted to be far away, but close enough that I could literally come home whenever I wanted, which is yeah. exactly what San Francisco is for me. Yeah, so. right. Like, but with Sawyer, when she, I mean, I remember us having that talk. She got into UCLA and Emerson. Yeah. UCLA would have been practically I didn't free. have good grades, by the way. Let's just get that right yeah, out of the way. Me neither. I had a 3.27, no. 3. and my score in the SAT was 1880. My, my ACT score was like 26. Which is so pathetic. Horrid. Wait, it was wait, pretty wait. bad what? out of 30. Oh, they changed it. Yeah, they yeah. changed it. Just and kidding. she auditioned to a bunch of schools. Yeah. And then, you know. I'm just good at what I do. But, um, but yeah, it was a big decision. Emerson is one of the best musical theater schools in the country, in my personal opinion. And... And, um, and, like, say, a lot of websites as well. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this is what I want. I actually flew to Boston by myself on an overnight, spent the whole day in Boston, and then flew back that same day, and it was, like, really hellish. But even though it was miserable in that time, when I got to Boston, I looked around, and I was like, yep, this is where I got to go. Yeah, let me say I did that on purpose. Um, I Well, one, it was because of money, mm-hmm. because of money, but I also purposely made the decision to just send her by herself because we didn't have the money for me to go but also I felt like if she was going to live there for four years so far away that she had to be able to handle at 18 flying to Boston and (laughs) a side note the uh, Boston Marathon shooting the Boston happened, bombing had bombing just happened two weeks yeah. before, and so it was, it was a crazy thing to do. But the reality is, she was going to have to do that in her life. Yeah, live there. So we did it, and I remember being like, "I hate it. It was awful, and I really want to go there." Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was cold when I got there, and like I was exhausted, and I got trapped in that stupid airport, Boston. If you're listening, frick your airport. <laughs> Ooh, I hate it. Uh, but I ran into this guy, Joey, who I went to high school with. I was right. like, oh, my God, you go here. Like, it was just great. And um, I will say that for four calendar years, I hated the city of Boston. Anybody who is proud to be from Boston can fight me to the death. I, that has been an open offer since I got there. I was like, this city sucks. Fight me. And those aggro, they wouldn't even do it. I was like, all right. Um, and there are a lot of things about Boston that are bad. Um, but... I'm really glad that I went because even though I went for musical theater, which is something that like now if I had known that I was going to end up in, you know, out here in Los Angeles pursuing acting, if I'd known that I probably never would have done Emerson because honestly, hot take as an actor, if you live in L.A., they don't care about where you went to school. No. Yeah. Everybody's dumb out here anyway. They they ain't know a goddamn thing about, yeah. oh, a college? They're like, oh, like, did Britney Spears go there? And you're like, oh, no, actually, um, no. And they're like, oh. And you're like, okay. And they're like, no. <laughs> and that's acting. Um, And they're like, oh, cool. Can you be, like, 30 pounds skinnier by tomorrow? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh. So, yeah, quick hot take about So ask it for parents that are listening and kids that... um, Oh, wait, but what I was going to say, sorry, sorry, is that if I had known all those things, like if I had known what I know now, like if I could give advice to somebody, just specifically young actor types um, in L.A., first of all, 
don't be my competition. <laughs> Second of all, um, just take all the good ass classes that you're going to have to take when you get out of college anyway. Like mm-hmm. right now, I feel like I'm in gra- like grad school. I am always in class still, even though I have a BFA. Constantly learning. I'm at the Groundling School right now. I always t- I take classes all over the city. Yeah. Like really good classes. It's where so much of my money goes to to keep up my chops, and also because that's what you have to do in order to get those those credits. So, but I'm really glad that I did end yeah. up going. The people that yeah. I met, the like we were saying before, I grew like in crazy so much over four years. Yeah. Um, so many things happened. Good Lord. The, the people, good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, really. I mean, like, I won't ever put up with any BS ever again, I just will say, from men or anybody. Like, that is what college taught me. I dated a mean boy for all of high school, and then I got to college, I dated another mean boy, and now I practice Krav Maga so that I can kill those people. But you also when got the time so right. many good role models, of and there course. so much stuff. So much good stuff happened. I learned how to be independent. I know I can live anywhere. Like, I really, I mean, yeah, so college. as a mom, uh, one of the things that parents ask me a lot, and sometimes kids even talk about it. So what was, I mean, you were a long ways away, Sawyer. Yeah. Um, like, how did you, well, and both of you, you talked about having homesickness. How did you combat that? And how did I help you? Could I help you more? Like, how do you do that? Because you and I struggled a little that first semester with our relationship because I was trying to protect you totally. and you were trying to be away. That was really frustrating because I really felt out of the loop and you were like trying to protect me from things, but that didn't make the things not be True. happening. Yeah. So it just made it worse when I found out about it and was like, you're hiding me. So I just me. wasn't telling her stuff that was like shit that was going on like in our lives. the cat's lives. dying. And I was like, what? I told oh you God. that. But anyway, yes, I was trying to let her like go live her life because she said to Lily and I the day she moved in her dorm okay can you guys get out of here now so I can start my life and I quote (laughs) Um, and so I was like okay and then you know she was like you're mad at me and so we had to like figure out and so I guess I would say to parents and kids you know when you move away I don't care if it's five hours a quick plane ride across the country it is going to change your relationship you are going to have to learn how to communicate in different ways possibly when you go out um but yeah, I think that that's a really good thing. I became like a phone person when I moved across the country, which I still am to this day. It's how I keep in touch with everybody that I love in my life because so many of my friends are still in Boston or New York or other places. But then also, I think the biggest thing that I learned from moving to Boston is that every town is exactly the same. <laughs> every single city has a really cool speakeasy bar Every city has, like, the local best food. Like, you just have to find... So, like, let's say I love museums, okay? I love museums, I love fancy bars, and I like nice food. So, what did I do? Obviously, like, uh, I don't think I... I don't think I do. I don't think I had one. <laughs> Boston's really strict about alcohol, so it wasn't even worth it. A lot of times, we would just go to parties and stuff. And that's why I hated Boston for so long, is because their food and alcohol scene is really cool. Um, like really cool and awesome and just like good, so good. But she didn't get to it. And I couldn't get to it, so I didn't know about it. But the thing that I did know about that I could do is something like the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, which is this really awesome museum. This woman, Isabella, had a house. She was an art collector. She was a badass. 
And so if you're an Emerson student, it was free. So I would go there all the time when I was bored. Or like, you know, exploring the city. Essentially, my advice to anybody going to college or any scary move at all is like, Mm -hmm. you have to make that place your own in some way. Otherwise, it's never going to feel like it's your house. So like, whether it's finding a cafe down the street that makes like the best breakfast sandwiches in the world. Oh my God. Shout out to Ula. I miss you. I think about you every day. (laughs) Um, It's so good. If you just, if you're in Boston, please just do me a favor. I'm literally salivating. Go to the go to Ula on the weekends in the morning and get oh God, the breakfast sandwich. Is that where we went? Yeah, that's the yeah. place we used to go. Yeah, but you have to get it with bacon and avocado. I don't care if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, give it up. It's worth it for this one sandwich. Like find the places that are yours. Yeah. Like go to, you know, whatever. Make friends with people. Join an improv well, troupe. Like see I theater. Would say you're gonna everywhere you'll find your people, you just have to look for them. Yeah. You'll find them everywhere because we've moved a lot and that is true. All right, and that's the every town is the same thing. Like yeah. they're out there. You just gotta do a little bit bit of work sorry so should parents call should they wait for you to call Mm. guys what's what's good what do you think i think that so it depends on your kid obviously um you gotta give them a second you gotta let them get adjusted and it's okay like mom said if they fall a little bit um i think that if they call you like you know if you start to have a rapport where you guys are talking a lot or facetiming then like of course absolutely be in contact i do know a friend who she's a dear friend, but every week she'd have like a like a four hour long FaceTime with her parents and love her mm. to death, but that might be a bit much. Um, you know. But yeah, like you get a mm. Yeah. I know friends at school who, as I said this earlier, was referencing this person actually, whose parents would text them to remind them they have class. Ooh. At college. And then get that. mad at them if they didn't respond. Hate that. And they get mad at them yeah, and then hours later be like, Why aren't you responding to me? And it's like, Well, I'm in class. Yeah, that triggers me because my mother literally called the police because I didn't. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah, they didn't answer my dorm room for four hours, and she called the school. Yeah, then like, called the police. Don't do that. The thing, your kid is fine unless they <laughs> are just like dumb. viscerally yeah. not fine. Your kid's fine. So, what can parents do to make it better for their kids and also to feel good about it? What's a good? Give us some suggestions. Call them once a week unless their yeah. kid wants to talk to them more or calls them more. Answer yeah. when they call. Respond to their texts when they do. How about um, letting them come home? to visit like if I like you were like I need to come home or me coming to visit how do you feel about that I feel like parents coming to visit is different than the kid going home because when you're homesick it does help to see your mom but it's you want to be home right it's not about you want your friends the farther along in my experience the farther along you get into college the less it's about your home the more it's about you miss people but when I first left I wanted to be in my house yeah I wanted to be near my friends and stuff and then it just more became like god I miss my best friend so much like all of a sudden you know yeah but um just don't call them like constantly call them like once a week Mm -hmm. unless they want more whatever once a week maybe is a bit low for some people twice tops like relax it's fine but like you can text you can can text like text them whenever you want but don't text them to remind them to do things that will make them annoyed unless they have asked you to do so or it's about you for some reason you know like it'll really like remember to send me this money because i need it something like that whatever but like you know make sure your kid like if you can make sure your don't try to make your kid work for a semester because it's hard if you can it is hard yeah it's yeah, just I didn't, like i, I would really get settled first but like that's a parent like advice thing like don't tell your kid what to do obviously i mean i would also but... say i mean i give him a budget that's part of growing up yeah, and learning you i was gonna say like what you're willing to give them and then let them you know fall <laughs> like right. don't save them when they don't have enough money for something make them learn to like understand what they're doing and budget it out and then if 
if they need it, obviously you're gonna help. Also, if you can afford to give them, not like a bunch. I know someone who gets like six hundred dollars a month through her parents. Yeah. She doesn't need that. Can like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to be. Um, but um, that's a ridiculous amount of money. But like, if your kid's not working and they live in an expensive city. Even if they have a meal plan, give them money to do stuff. Yeah. Because if you meet someone and they're like, want to go explore this place with us and you don't have money because you can't work because you're getting used to school and your parents don't have money to give you, you're never going to make friends, which was my problem for like two months. True. Um, I will say also we're being a little aggressive towards the parents in this episode, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't think is necessary. No. We totally understand that it's like a really hard time to let go of your kids. Like of it's course. tricky and it's a big deal. And also like... You know, a lot of kids need a little bit of extra, like, love and attention during this time. And that's totally fine. Like, we just, we have had to do things a little bit in a fun way um, because we're broke a lot. Uh, and that's great. It's been really good for us. But we know that that doesn't work for anybody. We're just speaking, like, I know, <laughs> I will say, I went to a school full of very rich little brat babies. And they are sucking now. Literally, like, I love it. Because I look around at all these people that were and are mean to me. Like, there's still drama outside of Emerson that I'm like, okay. And I'm like, who has, literally, my friends and I will talk about it. My wonderful friend, Ashley. We um, love you. We love you, Ashley. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about it. And she's like, who has time to be doing this? And I'm like, these kids do. Their parents paid for everything for all of college. They pay for everything now. They live in Los Angeles. Their parents pay their rent. All they do is smoke weed all day and start drama. Like, yeah. it's pathetic. And obviously, I went to a really liberal arts-ass school, like, Sigmund Freud's great-great-grandson was in my class. We, there was There's a physical list at Emerson of kids that can't be expelled. My friend Jake is on the list. He tried, so I know that it is real. He really tried to, to get expelled. Yeah. And they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. So, you know, obviously I went to a really privileged school. This is an extreme. However, I am saying cautiously from personal experience that, like, these kids that get, like, super doted on... Ooh, it's a mess. Yeah, you see them and you're like, Ooh. We're not trying to be mean. We're trying to give you a, a reality of what we've seen. And um, and also, I guess, I'm tr- so when I was growing up, my parents were overbearing about stuff, one of them. And so, oops. rest in peace, ma'am. We love you. We love you. And so, I tried not to do that. And because you want to, your, your job as a parent is to help guide them, but not to live their life for them. So that's all I'm saying. And then I think to go with this, because we have been kind of aggressive about the kids, I would like to say kids, give your parents a break. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how many kids are in the family, although obviously we all know if there are like 10, they probably are like, you You went to school? <laughs> you be gone a month? But if there's, a, there's a Weasley one. somewhere with a tear just yeah. falling down their <laughs> right. cheek. Down the cheek. <laughs> but if there's one or two kids, you know, Particularly, I think, I want to say, shout out to moms that, or dads, that have been the stay-at-home whose entire being has been helping this person become the adult that they are. And so if you're a a kid of that parent and you're thinking, ugh, about your parent right now, I'm just going to say you should turn and probably give them a hug because they have literally in some ways, sacrifice so many things about their life to be your parent. Oh, sure. All parents do. And if, you know, if they seem like they're being overbearing or like, in your case, you're like, yeah, mom, it's it's just always because they love you. Even when we screw up as parents or kids, we love each other and that's what's happening. Yeah. You know, so we know that. And parents, you know, you're leaving. It's hard for your parents to watch you. I literally, as soon as she would get through security, I would cry my eyes out 
But I do the same thing with Lily. Like, I had to drive to Big Sur and camp by myself, got a burrito, set a fire, and drink a bottle of wine. It was just like, what am I doing with my life now? She's gone. So just remember, I know we're dorks, kids, but it's just because we love you so much. And everything generally we do is for you. So, yeah. So we don't mean to be mean, but we're trying to guide the parents so they have a better relationship with their kids. (laughs) She's about to start crying. (laughs) I mind. like tears in her eyes. If you cry right now, I'm going to throw up. Hey, listen, a podcast I was listening to this morning that we're going to possibly work with the girl's mom is crying and she's like mom she's like i don't think you understand i cry for lots of reasons even Aww. happiness and i was like my woman that's cute so, yeah you know. so i mean yeah obviously like we'll close it out with like make boundaries when you need them both ways like if your parents being too much kids you gotta buck up and have a healthy conversation with yes. them about that we'll do an episode on confrontation in the near future i'm yeah, sure because that's, that's a really yeah. useful one yeah. um and parents as well, you know, like don't let your kids like if you give your kid a hundred bucks a week and they spend it, that's it, bro. Yeah, we come from a very wealthy yeah. area. Obviously, yeah. we're not Make wealthy. Them call, but... you know, fight, just talk. You know, let them struggle. The whole theme with our podcast is talk to each other. So yes. talk. Talk about all these things. Figure out what works for your family. Yeah, it's going to be different for everybody. What works for us probably won't work for you, and that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, kids, be safe at college, and don't mm-hmm. hey. If your friend is really drunk, don't call an ambulance, all right? It's really yeah. expensive. And also, don't Just let him go get home with Uber a str- with her. Yes. Yeah. Don't let him or go him home with a stranger. Just, Just drink water. Watch what out for each other. Yes. Drink water. Don't don't Try let not your to buy a go jewel. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Um. You know. Think about what you're doing. If you go to some strange person's house that you met on Tinder, make sure somebody knows where you're at, and do not tell your mom that one because yep. she'll die. Keep. Like, Keep eyes on your friends' drinks. Keep eyes on your friends. Parents, Um, if your kids will let you be on Snapchat and Instagram, get on there with them because it's fun to see their lives. But then don't yell at them. But just, you know, be a part of the process. Yeah. Take care of each other. Just talk. Take care of each other. Be nice to people around you. And yeah, don't, uh, that's it. Cool. That's it. So thank you for fine. listening. Yeah, um, yeah, it is gonna be fine. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us at Oh God Mom on Instagram, or join the conversation on Facebook yes. our Oh God Mom page. Or you, if you would like, you can donate to our Patreon, um, Patreon.com/slash Oh God Mom. We're at about five dollars a month, which is really cute. But we would love to get a little bit more. Um, and pretty soon, as we progress, we're gonna have like merch and other things that are gonna be available only to Patreon subscribers. So yeah. we will. Um, you follow me on Instagram. It's at Sawyer Fuller with two R's at the end. Sawyer Fuller. And at Lily's Tea Party. At L A F Alex Lafalex for my mother. And my Twitter is Sawyer with nine R's at the end. So Don't follow funny. me. We have an I Oh keep, God Mom Twitter now. We do. I keep getting verified people following me. Ooh. I don't know how they're finding me. I don't know. So, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Follow us. Follow the Oh God Mom Twitter. Oh, geez. That's it. Talk to you next Thursday. Bye. 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 Oh God, Mom. <laughs>